Well, it's 9 p.m., so we can start. And this is Friday, um, June 19th. 2015, and we're in the Book Nook Room for Novel Ideas, discussing the book Sheltering Rain by Jojo Moyes. So, I'll let up on the key, and we can go around and see what people thought of the book, and go from there. This is Donna, and I'll start out by saying that I loved this book, though I was disappointed um, to hear that Ed- Edward committed adultery. I mean, that really that really surprised me. I did not expect that. I thought he was a, a you know pretty nice guy, and, and uh, I the idea of him taking a young Chinese girl was somehow similar to in my mind to to the way masters would would take slave girls year, years ago. And so, but I, I really like the book, and uh, I'm sure I'll have more to add once I hear other people's comments. Well, this is Michelle. Um, I, I'll start out by saying that I've wanted to read a book by Jojo Moyes, Moyes I think it is, for a long time. Um, I've heard about one of her books, Me Before You, for a long time now, and I, I've wanted to read that book. The Girl I Left Behind, I've heard, is really good. So I was really excited to read this book. And I'm sure I'm going to be in the minority here, but I I will tell you that I I had a really hard time getting through this book. Um, I did finish it, but it was a struggle for me. And I tried to figure out what it was that, that made the book difficult for me. And I think I just didn't relate to any of the characters here. Um, I had a hard time relating to the grandmother. I had a really hard time relating to the mother. Um, I, I was talking to Sherry about this. I, I've had some friends throughout the years who have, like, you know, their their husband, their boyfriend is, is the entire center of their world, and they're only friends with you if their husband and boyfriend is unavailable, and it's just a, a type of person that I don't particularly care for. Um, I I related, I think, the best to the granddaughter, um, but I just couldn't get into this story. And I, I'm absolutely certain I'll be the only one tonight that feels this way. Um, and I would definitely read another book by this author because I think she's a good writer. But this particular story I just really had difficulty with. Well, I'd like to um, say that one of the things that attracted me to the book from the very beginning was that I knew that a lot of the a lot of it would take place in Ireland and I'm I'm very interested in in a lot of things Irish. And so from the beginning I started out with a positive feeling about it because I like the setting. Donna, you're coming in very low. Um, I don't know if there's something you can adjust with your mic, but you're coming in very low. How's this, Randy? Is this better? I, I moved my mic closer to um, to where I'm sitting. Much better. <laughs> Thanks. I, I just also wanted to mention that for me, I usually don't pay that much attention to the reader, but I think one of the problems I had with this book was I... I it's, I just did not like the reader. She had sort of a heightened emotional quality to her voice that made everything to me feel like it was like almost like a, a radio soap opera that I was listening to. So I, I you know, I, I kept thinking maybe I should have listened to it from Bookshare and maybe I would have enjoyed it more. So I'm, I'm anxious to hear how everybody feels about this book because I'm sure that you all, you all really liked it. And, um, and, you know, I'd, I'd really like to figure out what it was that just didn't appeal to me about the story. Well, it took me a little while to get into this, into this book. I, when I first started listening to it, I thought, oh, I'm not sure. And I did not care for the mother, Kate, at all. I never did 
um, warm up to her. The other characters, Sabine, the granddaughter, I thought was probably one of my favorite characters. And I thought that the narrator was excellent. Um, I thought she really did a good job and I will read another book by this author because like you Michelle I was really excited I had read reviews of me before you and um, some of the other ones and I really wanted to read this author so I do plan on reading more by her Um, it did take me a while to get into this book but once I did especially um, I guess when I really started to get into it was when um, Sabine went over to Ireland and she was I really felt bad for her because I felt like she was being just pushed away and by everyone when she was at her when she first came to her grandparents house they didn't know what to do with her she was just so different from them and had no interest in <clears throat> the horses or anything but I once she when she discovered the photographs and had the showdown with her grandmother, who I also didn't care for in the beginning. Um, it really, that's when I really started to get into the book. And then as time went on, I, I began to really like it more. But I will say I did not care for the ending. I felt like the ending was just tacked on, like, the author had to finish it so let's just end it I guess the reason I like this book is that I like generational books you know if I think they're done well and I did think this was done well I mean you could you could see how one generation's life was affected by the others and and I thought she did a really good job of telling you that and and I I like the idea of of what she did with with her teenage girl. Uh, she seemed to be very typical of a sixteen year old. You know, she sometimes she was very adult and sometimes she was very childish. And I think that's the way sixteen year olds are. Um, I think my main criticism when I think about this book is that I really don't like books that are what in my opinion needlessly long and I did begin to feel that way about this book and and I thought okay if I'm going to criticize it um, what would I have left out I would have and, and even though she worked it in okay I would have left out the part about Annie because I couldn't see that that really had any effect on the grandmother or the mother or the teenager's life. So um, I'll just throw that out at this point. I agree. I would have left that out too. And yeah, I like multi-generational books like this. And I thought, you know, as I was reading this book, I could feel... I felt like I was in Ireland, in the cold, moldy house, and they that I could I just felt like I was there, and that to me, that's a good writer. If the writer can put you in the scene and make you sense everything and feel the same emotions and the 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 atmosphere that's a good writer and that I did like it's so funny because I I liked Annie I actually liked when they got out of the grandmother's house 
and they went to the the neighbor's house, I thought the story really picked up because I I felt bad for Sabine. I really did. I mean, I I I would not want to be that 16-year-old who sent to her grandparents who she she obviously didn't know and taken away from her mother and and just sent off to to live with them although, you know, they certainly try to be kind to her. I really felt for her, but there was just there wasn't any life to that part of the story. I just didn't think. And once we got out of their house, I thought it really picked up a lot. And I and the I thought the second half was actually better than the first half. I thought once Kate came, you know, when she got the phone call that her father was sick and once she came to the the parents' house, that's when I knew all the secrets were going to be revealed and we were finally going to understand the history of this family. But the first, I think, 10 hours or something, for me it was very slow going. And the last, like, seven hours, once Kate arrived on the scene, although I didn't like her as a character, I just thought finally we're going to finally hear the story of this family. Well, I agree with everyone else so far that I didn't really like Kate at all. I thought she was putting men ahead of her daughter. Um, I thought I would also read more books by this author. I thought she was a good writer, and I thought she did make you feel what the house was like and what the atmosphere was like. I did think the story was a bit predictable, though. I mean, you knew Sabine was going to end up loving Ireland, and you knew the grandparents were going to chill out a bit because of Sabine's influence. And I thought the story, love story between Tom and Kate was really contrived. I could have done without that totally. Um, I did like the way she captured the teenager because, like Jill said, she was unpredictable. And I think the author did a really good job of capturing that. And I really liked, I thought the scene with, where Annie gave birth was a real bonding experience for the three generations of women. And I thought, if nothing else, that part of the Annie story really added to the entire book. And then lastly, um, I was going to say, oh, I thought it was a nice touch that Kate learns that her grand, her, that her father, Edward, was a total jerk and, and cheated on her mom and she finally realized that her parents were not perfect and she did not have to live up to this perfect image. I did like that. I didn't really, I didn't know what to expect in terms of secrets of this family, but I didn't really expect that. I'd like to say that um, regarding, regarding um, Joy, she did not have an affectionate mother. And a lot of times love and affection, it's something that people have to learn. It's something they have to experience in order for them to be loving and affectionate toward others, um, including their own children. And so I really think that there was a, there was a certain aloofness and coldness about, about Joy and, and Edward, but I think that that came from, from Joy's own upbringing, the fact that she, she didn't have a close relationship with her own mother and um, I think Kate tried very hard. I felt kind of sorry for her sometimes. I, I did think that some of the arguments between her and Sabine, the back and forth, uh, was a little bit drawn out getting near the end. We were going through the same thing. Um, going through the same thing over and over that, that um, um, Sabine really didn't have any respect for, for her mother. And... Um, I think Kate was, I, I, she really, she was very immature for a 35-year-old woman, I felt. And my favorite, my favorite character was, was Tom. I thought he was the most together of all of them. Well, I agree with you, Donna. I, I really started liking Joy, the grandmother, much better when they showed her relationship with her mother, Alice. Then we really got to see another side of her, definitely. Um, I don't know if the rest of you thought it was predictable or not, but I was not at all surprised when they when one of the big secrets was that Adam Adam a- Edward had fathered an illimit- illegitimate child. I actually thought that part of the story where they talked about what happened to the Chinese woman who worked in the house. I thought that was that was very well done. And the fact that he was so cold and he just, you know, could care less what happened to this this girl 
or his his child. Um, that was, you know, but I wasn't surprised. I mean, I, I kind of, I don't know how I knew, but I knew that that was coming. So some of the secrets, you know, I, 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 you could sort of guess what they were, I think, ahead of time. And, and I knew that they were coming, and that's how the story was sort of set up, that there were going to be these big reveals. But I didn't think most of the big reveals were that surprising at, at all. I wanted to comment on what you said about the reader, Michelle, because... <laughs> Literally, um, I read this book, book half the time in Braille and half the time um, with the Victor stream, and I didn't like the way the reader had Sabine, the times that I was reading her. She sounded so immature and so cranky and so whiny with that voice Whereas in Braille, I could interpret her myself, and I think I did a better job of interpreting her than the reader did, if you, if you know what I mean. But um, I, I was surprised about the father, Edward, really. I was, But, you know, I guess the, the excuse was that she was so sick, so sick, you know, with both times. And I guess, you know, we're supposed to understand that this is just something that men can't do without and maybe maybe more so in that time that that was an accepted philosophy than it would be today I was surprised by it myself and the way Joy handled it and said no she's not going back to China and then so for a few years he became friends with Kate and then all of a sudden that he all of a sudden they were gone and I I wasn't surprised though at all by what happened there um Barb Margaret and Alan none of you have had a chance to chime in here anybody want to contribute your thoughts opinions likes dislikes yeah I'll jump in sorry I was late I just got back from a a family uh, dinner outing, so uh, I lost track of the time. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed the book. I, I really like excuses for Edward. I, I, I mean, come on. I don't know. You know, you don't have to have sex that often and stuff. He could have waited. His wife got through whatever morning sickness she was dealing with, or, or whatever. I mean, that, that, that's crap. I mean, uh, he, he was. I lost a lot of respect for that, for his character because he. Uh, because okay, that was uh, that. That was. I guess I didn't unsize with it, but uh, she's uh, less than her 16-year-old daughter at times. And, uh, uh, so, I mean, it, it made for an interesting storyline. She, she seemed to be making progress toward the end there. But uh, uh, I also uh, named Jeff, the guy that she had just dumped. He came back and said, he, you know, that other friend, I guess that Indian woman that uh, came and she about... Uh, 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 yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it was it was a good story. I mean, I, uh, uh, I I didn't have any trouble sticking with it and and reading it all. So uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the book. Maybe it was my computer, but Alan, you were breaking up quite a bit there. Although I agree with you about Edward, his excuses were just crap. I mean, I, but I I'm sure those excuses were more acceptable at that time. Did you guys notice that? It seemed like Edward was really deaf, and then all of a sudden it seemed like Sabine could talk to him, and he, he was able to magically hear her. Um, and the other uh, question I had was, at the end of the book, Sabine read some kind of Bible verse or something to Joy, and I didn't understand the significance of that. Uh, so what am I missing here? Well, actually, I can answer absolutely ne- neither of your questions, Sari, so I'm going to defer to everybody else. But I, I will say that, I mean, I, I read the book, and as I said, I, I really had some difficulties getting through it. But listening to all of your comments, you know, I, I agree with what you're all saying. I mean, you, you could really place yourself in that setting. And the characters, once they were revealed, they were easier to relate to. I think it was just a really slow start for me, and it just took me so long to get into this story. When, when I go to book groups, I, I can't feel this responsibility <laughs> to finish books. I'm, I'm not great at like stopping books, and I think if I had read this book on my own, 
I, I probably would have set it aside. But I, you know, I, I like to hear what everybody else thinks of the book, so I feel like I should read the whole book. And I'm glad that I did because I really think it got better as it went along. And and you could see that she's a really good writer. But I think, you know, if somebody said to me, which which I looked up, this is actually her first book. I would I would think that her later books are probably a little bit tighter, like Jill was saying, than this book. This book seemed like it could have been cut down at least by, I'd, I'd say, a third. I'd like to say a word in, um, uh, uh, in defense, I guess, or, or on behalf of Kate's character, because even though I said I felt she was very immature, she certainly didn't know what she wanted to do as, or what she wanted as far as men goes, it seems like she could be easily swayed in that department. Uh, I liked her. I liked the fact that she never struck out at her daughter. Not that I can recall. I mean, there were times when, when uh, Sabine was um, really was way out of bounds when she called her mother a whore and and things like that. I mean, she was horrible to her mother because at times when they argued because she was so unhappy. Um, but her mother never lashed out at her, um, from what I can recall. And I really do think that Kay was, Kate was very sincere, and I think she really tried to do her best with her daughter. And I may have missed something, but I don't really underst- understand how, um, uh, how it is that, that Sabine and her grandfather uh, became close all of a sudden. I, m- I mean... You know, I know at that point he he had had a stroke, but um, uh, how was it that she all of a sudden liked him? Where did that come from? Or maybe she just felt bad when and and very frightened when when he got sick. That that might have been. I'm forgetting. Uh, I hope I'm I'm coming through okay. Yeah, Sherry, I don't know uh, that Bible verse. I, I I got confused with that too. I, I never really understood how that how that tied in, and. Uh, some of that stuff with Sabine and her grandfather did feel a little pat kind of toward them because it didn't really seem to fit with the way the relationships were developing, uh, you know, when she first got there and stuff. Uh, uh, maybe he was using some selective hearing around her at first. I don't know, Sherry, as to why the, the hearing seemed to get better. But uh, I, I just kind of assumed that maybe she was just getting up closer to him and maybe talking into his ear and stuff. But uh, uh uh, and, and it's like Donna said, maybe they got closer after uh, after he had his uh, when he fell into his his uh, supper that night, and uh, and and I, I would think that that would have a big effect on a 16 year old that may have been struggling with uh, with with putting perspective in things. I would think that would probably be a pretty good life lesson as in in terms of a. Uh, uh, getting getting perspective uh, and getting priorities uh, adjusted, but uh, m- maybe that was it. You know, I just thought that that they were getting comfortable with each other, the grandparents and Sabine. I mean, I'm sure that they missed their daughter, and they didn't seem to have a lot of contact with Kate. And I think just from you know spending time together, living in the same environments, I think naturally their defenses or whatever it is are going to break down and, and over time they're going to feel warmer to, towards each other. Um, unlike Donna, I have to say, I didn't really see Kate as being such a, a wonderful mother. I, I, you know, she may not have like, you know, when her daughter acted out, she may not have attacked her in a similar fashion, but she just seemed so more interested in having a boyfriend, any boyfriend, under any circumstances. And, you know, quite frankly, if you have a a girl that age in your house, I don't know that you want to be bringing a boyfriend around unless you really know him. I mean, there are a lot of things that potentially could happen. So I didn't always think that she had her daughter's best interest at heart, and I didn't really see her as such a wonderful mother. I think Sabine got closer to her grandfather because all of a sudden, she had a responsibility. She had something to do for somebody else besides herself. He needed her, and before that, they really could care less about her, or at least it seemed that way to her, and now all of a sudden he did need her, and she could be useful, and I think that helped her quite a bit. I really liked when, you know, Sabine was so uh, really 
nasty to her grandmother when the grandmother was so upset about the photographs and everything. And <laughs> then the grandmother goes home and she's talking to her husband, of course, who is really out of it. And um, you get the idea that all of a sudden she realizes it was her fault more than it was Sabine's fault. And the way she goes about making the connection between the two of them, uh, admitting the responsibility. I mean, she never exactly said, I'm sorry, but she certainly opened herself in, and that's what began to be the closeness between Sabine and the grandmother, and I liked that, and I thought it was really funny in, in a sad sort of way when she, she, uh, the grandmother of Joy unburdens herself to Edward, and at the end he says, are we having sausages for dinner? That was one of my favorite parts in the whole book. That whole scene where Sabine um, and the grandmother had their little tiff, and then, and like you said, I just, I thought that was the best, one of the best parts in the book. I know I'm a little thick on some of this stuff, but people you know this this is set like in the mid the mid twentieth century I think when sabine uh, i guess it takes place late is where the story opens and so yeah that's not not way far from from my generation so I was born in fifty seven but i mean edward and and joy they they seem to be like they were fairly straight i think Ireland's pretty is a pretty conservative country and stuff. And uh, I never really got the, the, the a real good feel for, for why Kate had had the falling out with her family. She just seemed to be real, real, I don't know, promiscuous may not be the right term, but, I mean, didn't, wasn't, wasn't Sabine fathered by the guy, that artist that she posed for or something? That uh, she was just throwing herself at men right and left, and, and I realized, you know, uh, you, you know, there's no telling what's going to happen in a family that cause people to diverge and things like that. But uh, I never really got a real good sense for for why Kate had had the falling out with her family. And I, I thought Christopher in line he's interested in, in putting name tags on the antiques and stuff. And uh, uh, if the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree, I'm not sure which one of his parents he was taken after. But uh, uh, I've lived long enough now. That I put a lot of stock in. And we're, we're we're a lot like our families that raise us, you know, whether we like it or not. And uh, uh, I got a little confused on, and I realize it's a fictional story, but uh, uh, what happened with with Kate and why why she had the big falling out with her parents. I know she thought they were the perfect love story. Maybe it was some of that, but uh, maybe y'all could help me out there. Well, I thought that she fell out with them because she got pregnant, and they were disgraced or whatever, but I could be wrong, which is certainly quite a hypocrisy coming from Edward, but that's what I assumed happened. I'm doing the same thing that I thought that was why they had a falling out with her, but I have to agree with some of you. I had a hard time reading this book. I like like books about generations, so I kept reading, but I, I found it very difficult. I thought it was because she was pregnant, too. And then I started thinking, well, did was there something between Joy and him, but not then the artist, but nothing came to light about that. So I just assumed it was because Kate was pregnant, and that's why she had the falling out that they, which I agree that that was a that was hypocritical there. Yes, I think it was because she got pregnant, or at least that that's what made sense to me. That's what I assumed. And also, Randy, I was just going to mention that Caller is here, If um, just so that you know that we have a new Caller joined us. Oh, thanks, Michelle. I didn't see that. Carla, do you want to chime in here with your thoughts on the book? Sure, I'm sorry I'm late. I got company unexpected, and... Um, he just left a few minutes ago, so there wasn't anything I could do. Well, um, uh, I had a hard time reading this book. First of all, it had a hard time grabbing my interest. I, I just wasn't identifying with the people at the beginning of the book when they were, you know, all um, 
and to this coronation and the partying and all that. And I had a hard time figuring out who they were. But after I um, got them, um, you know, all straightened out who was whom and all that, who was who, um, it, you know, it, it engaged me somewhat. Um, and I thought that um, what I really enjoyed was seeing the change in personality in um, Joy and how she was just so, when when um, Sabine first arrived, um, you know, sort of, Prim and Pris and all this and how they sort of warmed up and how the family warmed up to to each other um, when, when she came and how Sabine had been sort of forced to go in the first place to stay there but then how she didn't want to go home and and um, it was sort of interesting to see those changes in the personality um, but the other thing is, well, I don't know, at the end, it's almost like things got um, tied up too quickly, if you know what I mean. Um, the last couple of chapters, it just seemed like um, they, they just, um, what they call in French, the denouement, when, when it comes from the climax and goes to the resolution and everything, was almost too quick. Um, it, it almost looked like um, <clears throat> it could have been, developed a little bit earlier and a little bit more gradual but um, beyond that it was okay you know what I mean it was okay um, and I'm glad I read the book I'd just like to say about <clears throat> the book in general um, I thought to myself you know none of the men reading this book are going to like this book so I was really very pleasantly surprised Alan when you said you liked it because I didn't think a man would. Yeah, I wondered about that myself. But one of my other favorite scenes in the book was the Heim. When when Sabine finally admitted that she, you know, she she was excited about the Heim. She she really seemed to be having fun, and that's when she met Bobby, and um. That was also the night that, at the dinner table, that's when you really saw things coming together, starting to come together between Joy and Sabine, because Joy had um, Mrs. H make the vegetable casserole, because she knew that's what Sabine would like, and of course then, and I was thinking, oh good, you know, we're going to have a nice... um, a nice scene here with those with them and then of course Edward came in and that's when he had his stroke and um that was it all went from there but that was one of my other favorite scenes Yeah, I mean, I, I like books that uh, uh, that that deal with the human relationships, and, and this one this one did a pretty good job. I mean, the writing was pretty good, uh, and dysfunctional families are are, are always are pretty interesting. And uh, I'm beginning to wonder if, if there are any any writers that, that had had functional families. But uh, anyway, uh, th- this had enough interesting characters. Uh, I mean, obviously they're the ones I didn't like, but. Uh, it, it did have some good male characters. I, I liked. I really liked Tom, and I liked Patrick that that was married to Annie. Uh, he was kind of uh, like a minor character, but uh, he uh, he seemed like he stayed pretty. Uh, he seemed like he was a pretty good guy, and and, and he was a good example, I thought. And uh, uh, and let's see who who was the other. I, I don't know. I, I I've already said it. I, I really I really couldn't stand the uh, Christopher. 
guy, and, and I was really glad when Sabine let let him have it with both barrels when she was talking about him him putting the stickers on the antiques and stuff. And uh, 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 like most adults do, he wanted to dismiss her as as, as a child and stuff. But uh, she seemed a lot more uh, had a lot more grasp of the uh, important issues than than he did. Yeah, I thought Christopher and his histrionic wife were were, were really almost comic relief. They were so obnoxious and hateful. And I agree. I thought Tom and Patrick, Patrick we haven't mentioned much, he was a great character. I was afraid when they first introduced him as being this older guy that he was going to end up being a creep, but he was really good. And and Bobby, the character that Sabine started going out with, was, was a really good guy too. So it seems like guys in Ireland are much nicer than the guys that were left behind in England. Speaking of comic relief, what about that guy that was staying at the bed and breakfast that was, that was the bike rider? Talk about somebody you don't want around when there's an emergency. I don't. I mean, at least he raised the alarm, I guess. But other than that, he, he wasn't any help at all. Yeah, that was pretty funny. You could just picture him standing there waving his arms frantically and being hysterical and not knowing what to do. Yeah, and that the birth scene was... That was really a good scene. I agree. I think it did um, bring about bonding with the three generations, and it was that was that was a really good scene. Do I take it that nobody understood this last Bible reading thing? I didn't. I know. I didn't either. It sort of it came out of the blue, and I. I didn't know what the significance of it was. And even though they mentioned it a couple of times, Sheltering Rain, I didn't really get the significance of the title either. No, I, I must not have either because I, I, I can't ever remember what the title of the book is. I mean, I, you know, I read it and, and, and got through it and enjoyed it pretty good. But uh, I kept, when I got on tonight, I kept thinking, now what's the title? I tried to go over into, and look in the uh, in the text area of the uh, of the room to get the name. I finally had to go look on my Excel sheet because I, I, the the title of the book just will not stick with me for some reason. You know, I I remember a couple of times in the story that they used sheltering rain, and the only thing that I could think of because it was I didn't think it was a bad title. Um, you know, if you go to like England, I, I I've never been to Ireland, but if you go to England and in, in that part of the world, it, it rains a lot. And I just thought that, you know, there, maybe their life wasn't that sunny. There was some darkness and some cloudiness, and, and they had to sort of take shelter under this sort of environment and all come together. So that's how I interpreted this title, which was, it was an okay title. I mean, I, I don't know what, you know, what would have been a better title. I don't either, and I had a hard time remembering the the title, too, for some reason. It just wasn't sticking with me, either. But it's, it's an interesting title. Well, The Sheltering Rain was when, uh, I guess it was Kate was on the walk. I don't know if it was Tom. I can't remember who was with them, but he used the phrase when it was pouring down rain and, you know, um, putting... Um, that um, I guess some some sort of a raincoat or some sort of a thing over her. And he referred to the sheltering rain, and when you think about it, rain and storms um, can be a symbolic thing for emotional storms and and things like that. And um, um, maybe um, th- it was some sort of a symbolic reference to all the storms that were going on within this family because even in that scene she was sort of running away from you know she didn't want to be there and um, and and it was pouring down rain and it was storming outside and it was storming within the family and so I saw the title and um, that um, Reference is sort of a symbolic reference. Um, I'm probably, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm, I'm right about that, but that's how I saw it. That makes sense. I never thought about that, but it makes sense. And was the biblical reference at the very end? I didn't. It's really funny. I didn't get to read the last 21 minutes of the book because um, it's my habit when I'm very sure that nobody's going to come or anything to um, 
save the very last part of the book to read right before I um, log in for the discussion because that makes it really fresh in my mind and and sometimes things get pulled together in a certain way that helps me remember the rest of the book. Well, I outsmarted myself tonight because I got a guest and I didn't get to do that. So if, if somebody could refresh me on the biblical reference, when and where it came and what it was. Yeah, I definitely don't remember what it was. I just remember that I didn't get the connection. So once you read that, Carla, if you uh, can enlighten us all, just uh, maybe send an email to Randy. That's what I was going to say, or even even the next time we meet, tell the rest of it. And it's right at the end, practically, Carla. So you, that's why you missed it. That figures. <laughs> um, but I will, if I, if I figure it out, I... I'll, you know, I'll let you know. Um, I, lo- I tend to like um, biblical references to things, um, being a very serious um, reader and student and uh, believer of the Bible. Sometimes uh, I can understand some of these things. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes it might be something really obscure or there might be something in the novel that escaped me. But I feel bad that this happened the way it happened tonight because... Um, I thought, oh, this is going to work out just fine. 21 minutes, I'll have it. No problem. So set the scene for me again with that biblical reference. Wasn't it something that, was it Sabine that had found a, like a piece of paper in all of her grandmother's things that had that that verse or phrase or whatever it was on it, and then she was like showing it to her grandmother and, and, and giving it to her? It, it, am I remembering that right? I know it's at the end, but uh, I, was, I was having a hard time remembering exactly what happened. Yes, and it was in the grandmother's writing. And you got the impression that she read it to her as some sort of comforting thing for her, but I just didn't get it. But it was Sabine and the grandmother. Kate wasn't involved with with the the passage, right? Right. Yeah, it was something they found in the grandmother's things that Sabine found, and she was reading it to her. And yeah, it did seem like... It was something that was meant to comfort because Joy, I think, was crying at the end. Or she was tearing up anyway. And the rain was washing it away. And so, you know, obviously there's some significance to this whole thing that (laughs) bypassed us all. Okay, Carla. It's your... That's your... Task. If you figure it out, <laughs> you can let the rest of us know. <laughs> You'll have to email it to you or something because I don't plan on being with you um, the next time because since I'm going to the ACB convention, I probably won't have time to read the book. And you know, and by the time I come back, um, it'll, unless it's a real short book, um, I probably won't have read the book and I won't be far enough along to give you an intelligent discussion um i don't know maybe maybe i will i don't know but if not i'll i'll let you know somehow and you know i'll write it down and email it or mention it in the next meeting if i figure if i figure it out that's the saying if i figure it out there's no promises there but i'll certainly try well since none of us got it i think we can safely blame the author for not being more clear yeah really the author kind of left us all hanging so if you don't figure it out, you don't figure it out. I guess it's just one of those things that will have to remain unsolved and we'll just have to leave it go. But just out of curiosity, if you do think of see a connection, you can let us know. But don't lose sleep over it, that's for sure. Well, unless anybody has any more comments, we can discuss next month. As I said, I'm I'm probably going to take a break from books for a month or so because of the convention and just all the busyness of the way things have been going this summer. But um, you know what I mean? I I may read the book anyhow on my own. Who knows? Does anybody have suggest a suggestion for next month? I have an idea for a short one from a standby from an author I know we've done before but I was just thinking something short since it is summer and 
people on vacations and conventions and different things. So anybody have any suggestions? Sure, it would be nice. I didn't think I was going to be able to finish this book, and I kept thinking to myself, oh, not another long one. And this isn't long in comparison to some of the books the science fiction group read. You know, sometimes I'll read a couple of their books, and I have a book of theirs that I still haven't finished. It's an anthology, but sure, it would be nice. I I thought the conventions were the first week in in July. Am I wrong? Because I I looked up on the calendar, and the next time this group meets is the 17th. So would that would be at the same time at the conventions, or it would be like two weeks later? I'm I'm not really sure exactly what the dates are. Yeah, they're at the beginning of July. From like both the ACB and the NFB are about the – 4th through 11th, I think. I, I'm not sure about the starting date, but I, I guess Carla's just saying that uh, with the lead time involved in reading the book and stuff and getting ready for the convention, that that, uh, that that might be the problem. Yeah, they are the first week. But um, I can see where you're coming from, Carla. And it's understandable. But yeah, the, we will meet on the 17th. Well, why don't you tell us, Randy, what book you were uh, thinking of, and and we can decide if you know if we all are interested in that book, and maybe it's maybe it's a choice that we all want to read. Well, I know that we've done Nicholas Sparks in the past. It's been a few years, but my all-time favorite book by him, or one of them, is on Bard, and it was the Audible version. It's Knights in Rodanthe. And I have the DB number, but I need to look look it up. What's the general premise and length of the book? I, I actually think I saw that movie. Um, I'm pretty sure it's, it's a romance story, isn't it? It's, it's, it's supposed to be a very nice romance, if I remember the movie correctly. Well, if it's Nicholas Sparks, it's got to be romance. Yeah, and, and there is a movie. Yeah, it was a movie. Um, I thought the book was better than the movie. I saw the movie and was really disappointed in it. It is a romance. Um, the woman, it, it's, it's um, a woman is looking back on her life and she's telling her daughter about something that happened when the daughter was growing up and um, because her daughter um, had lost her husband suddenly and so the mother is telling her about something that happened in her life when the daughter was growing up that she didn't know about and it's it's just I don't want to say a lot and give anything away but I really liked it Um, it's one of my favorites by him and the audible version I was really glad that's the one NLS used because I couldn't listen to this by anybody else because there are certain, there's just, I don't know, there's just something about this that I couldn't listen to it with any other narrator. It's just one of those, one of those books and it's short. I think it's five hours maybe, six at the most, but I think it's. It's definitely not a 12-hour one. And the DB number is 54857. Yeah, okay. So uh, 54857 is right. Knights and Rodanthe, R-O-D-A-N-T-H-E, by Nicholas Sparks. Five hours, 20 minutes. Read by Jo Beth Williams. Uh, She's an actress. I like her. She was... uh, uh, the mother and poltergeist for whatever that's worth but uh uh uh, i I think this is a good choice uh i mean i like nicholas sparks and this is short so uh i'm all in for it i have actually never read anything by nicholas Sparks, so it's it's fine with me and i'm just gonna say that unlike many of you i actually like long books so it's okay with me if you pick a short book but 12 hours to me is not is not a long book so i i i I'm clearly in the minority, but this would be fine with me. I'd be happy to try him. I've, I've never read any of his books. Oh, 
I can read a 40-hour book, no problem, but I know that that's long <laughs> for a lot of people. So, and I thought with summer and everything, some people might, some people might not want to read anything that long. So I thought this would be a good choice. Yeah, I'm with you and Randy and Michelle. I, I love long books, but I don't mind short books. I'm going to be out of town that weekend next month, though, so I won't be here next month. But uh, hopefully uh, you, everybody will like the book, and I might give it a quick read. Well, I'm actually going to be on vacation right before this group meets, so this actually sounds like a perfect book to take with me on vacation. So I, it sounds like a really good choice. Yeah, it's a, it's a great beach read. Beach read. Well, I'm going to retract what I was going to say. If we go with this book, I will do it, and I will make every effort to be there because when I come back from ACB, I might have to, I, you know, five hours and 20 minutes is doable to me, and I love Nicholas Sparks. So if we do, it's what, 54857, 54857. If we do that book, um, the likes, the Knights of, Whatever it is, <laughs> I'll make an effort to do that. And I'll even make an effort to do my homework on that biblical reference for you. Well, it sounds like that's the one we're going to do, and it's 54857. Like I said, this is one of my favorites by him. Just, it's it's the way it's written. It's just, to me, it's so well written, and there is... you The characters are so well drawn and it's Nicholas Sparks and it's one of like I said one of my favorites I have a few that I really like by him that I read over and over again I was thrilled when this one was on Bard is Nicholas Sparks is he the author of The Notebook yes ma'am another one of my favorites The Notebook The Wedding they're both in the same series. There is, you know what? All this stuff is flooding into my head all of a sudden. There was a movie that I saw a long time ago with Kevin Costner where he he got like these little notes or something, message in a bottle. Is that him also? Because that was an excellent movie. Yep, that's him. That was a good movie. The Notebook has been on TV a few times too. Well, actually, I think I'm going to like Nicholas Sparks because it turns out I've seen a whole bunch of his movies and I've always liked them. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. And, and it was a very good discussion. And, and thank you, everybody. I'll, I'll see you all again next month. Thank you, Jill. This was a great discussion. And thank you for recommending the book. And I hope everybody enjoys this one. And we'll see you all next month. Thank you for your comments and the great discussion. Thanks, Randy. Yes, thank you all, and again, sorry for being late. I had company, no control.